As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. He's getting close, but, you know, we all got to be real in this thing, and I think the learning curve of where he's at, he's at a great place. Are there still mistakes? Yeah, of course, but he learns from them, so now he can take that and use it the next time he's out there. It's Hogan Johns. I've just gotten more comfortable. I don't really get upset if I miss a throw. Yeah, I mean, I'm constantly growing every day. I know that I can make that throw. My goal is to just improve every day. There's always going to be things that I'm going to have to work on at the end of the day. You know, football is football. From NBC NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Adam Ho. Justin, it just looks different. The ball just zips. from the, from the Athletic, it's Adam Adam Johns. His ability to put the ball consistently in areas for only his guy to get it. That's different. It's the Adams. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's just, it's a process. Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. Let's begin now. What's up? Welcome in. Hogue and Johns with you. Week two of the preseason. Week four of training camp. Kind of at the halfway point, basically, between when camp started and when the regular season begins. What's up, Johnsy? What's going on? I think somebody in the media room called these the dog days of camp. Yes. I don't know if that's entirely true, but it was a hot one today. It was hot. Today was confusing. It's like if there was a breeze, it felt like very, 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 very comfortable. And then for some reason, right where the media is in the stands, it's... It's like uh, someone joked that they somehow installed a magnifying glass right between the sun and us. Where like it's just the hottest spot. Yeah, yeah. E- even Tom Thayer walked up there like, wow, it, it is like hot up here. It wasn't the hot takes you were hearing from the last row either. It was. Just, I, it, I don't know if the last few days were just pleasant. The last couple of days were just milder that we were there, but I, I don't know. Today felt really hot. I'm still recovering. I got my uh, look at this. Our friends at Element. I got it right here, ready to go. This was not planned, by the way. I just happened to be do- putting this in my water bottle right now as we get started because you got to hydrate on these hot days in camp, right? Very, very much so. I know Kevin Fishman went and got some water today and uh, didn't get me one. But he did pour it all over Mark Grody, though, at one point. Yeah. Would, you like to, uh, would you like to answer for yourself, Kevin Fishbane, who is with us on today's episode of the podcast? What's up, guys? It's good to be back. I'm glad, I'm glad my return has coincided with a very embarrassing moment of uh, pouring water on poor Mark Rohde. You felt legitimately awful to the point I that I felt awful for you. Like, I felt worse for you than I felt for Grody because Grody, it was hot. I would have actually loved if you had done that to me. It was so hot. The water part of it was good. You got a little on a cell phone. That was the only unfortunate part. But um, I think that was the most entertaining moment of camp so far for us. 
Yeah, you know, the cap of my water bottle had had fallen, so I was I was going I was capless, and I I just forgot that I was capless and literally just like tilted the water bottle over as I was getting something out of my pocket. So it's like Grody looked up, but there's just a stream of water pouring on him. So you don't want to be capless, like David no. Capless. You don't want that. No. no. Uh, well, that was funny. You actually, he just did a thing where you you forgot there was no cap and it just tipped and then it poured all over him like a water fountain. That was that was fun. Guys, can I do a quick breaking news? Is it real breaking news or is this going to have something to do with Northwestern? No, this is breaking news and it's very relevant to the podcast. Okay. The Bears have waived Ladarius Mack. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Get out. <laughs> And Michael Joseph, friend of the athletic. Poor Khalil Mack just spoke like glowingly about being able to play with his brother today. He did. Oh, like, like, I, I do. I, I want to see because so Ladarius Mack was not practicing today and Michael Joseph broke his hand. Uh, right. Broke his thumb in the preseason game. So could this be a waived injured situation? Could maybe they be. Did they forget that word potentially, and, and maybe they're gonna just be on IR so that Ladarius can still stick around? I don't know. For now, he's waived. So I'm. Don't they usually announce it though as waived injured? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just holding out hope. That's all. I mean, listen, you guys got inundated it, inundated with it on Twitter. That pass rush that Ladarius Mack showed in one of his two snaps. You know, you saw you saw something there. Wasn't enough. Apparently, you were seeing things wrong at practice, too. <laughs> guess Number so. Number 53. Maybe, maybe, but, you know, listen, I don't have good eyesight anymore as I'm getting old. Maybe it was 52 I kept noticing. That's been writing 53 in my, uh, in my little notebook. I feel uh, bad for making fun of the kid. He just got waved, though. We're not making fun of him. We weren't. And, it's and not of, him. It's Fishbane. Yes. Uh, we're of course, fun of my, Kevin. my mentions are now filling up with people... Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be <laughs> the fan club for one Ladarius Mack. Um, uh, yeah, so we are getting tweets about this now too. Yep. yep. All right. Well, maybe you're right, mate. Maybe they'll keep. You know, he is Khalil's brother. That Khalil was just talking about him. Yes. Yes. We just left Hallis Hall, and Khalil Mack was talking about his brother. Very happy to talk about him too. Apparently, that was it. Hey, if you're Ladarius huh. Mack. Would you rather spend the season on like another practice squad, but you know you're never going to make the active roster, or would you spend it just hanging out with your brother who's one of the best players in football and get to just live in Chicago? I feel like you do. You could do the latter, like later in life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'd probably still want to pursue my NFL dreams. Yes. Yes. That would be first. Yeah, I think uh, I think that one's pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, the mentions are filling up, Kev. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could. I think I created a bit of a Ladarius Man fan, the Ladarius Mac fan club, though, based on well, the tweets I got from I, that one. I will pass say, rush. people were started to watch him more because of you. That's something. I'll take that. The, the power you have, and now why isn't it an option for Ladarius Mac to just hang out at the Fishbane House all season? Oh, we have we have update to the breaking news. Okay. Court, the f- official email from the Bears says the Chicago Bears waive the following injured players. Ah. 
starting to think the Bears don't really realize how waved injured works from a um, <laughs> a verbiage standpoint. It's very simple. You just say the guy was waved injured, like the Carolina Panthers just posted they waved injured somebody. That's how you. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it, but it's the semantics, I guess. But semantics kind of it's kind of a big it's kind of a big difference. Sounds like you're taking this personally. What's his guy? It's my yeah. it's, it, he's become my guy. So I it, listen. This will now probably end the, the Ladarius Mack uh, portion of the Hogan Johns podcast, maybe forever. Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like he's going to be around. He's waved it's injured. True. Hey, he, he'll he'll have some free time. Maybe he can come on the pod during the season. Make it happen. I, at this point, we need to make it happen. Listen, if Ladarius Mack was going to go on any podcast, it would probably be this one, right? Have It'd you be- talked to Ladarius Mack? Is he like his brother? Like, is he tough to get things out of, like his brother? Or I, I think I want to say he talked to the. Did he talk to the media once? Maybe last year in a Zoom. It would have had to have been like rookie mini camp of last year, but there was no rookie mini camp. I feel like somebody did a story, and I'm Kevin. You did this story on the basketball games that Cleo Mack would host at his house, but I did. But that was, that I don't was think pre- Ladarius. I don't. Yeah, that's pre Ladarius. Yeah, Ladarius was still uh, still in college, so I think our good friend Patrick Finley might have written about him last year. Hmm. Okay. Well. Anyway, Maybe we need to, we need to get him on the pod, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, this is not going to be a Ladarius Mac goodbye podcast or emergency podcast, but uh, you know, tough day for Kevin Fishbane. He spills a whole bottle of water on Mark Grody, and his guy gets waved, waved injured, injured. Okay. Well, meanwhile, while all that was going on, I was watching some quarterback play at Hal's Hall today. Uh, and by the way, welcome in Adam Hogue, Adam Johns, Kevin Fishbane. We're all here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at K Fishbane. Um, read these guys on The Athletic. The athletic, You got The Athletic hat on today, Kevin Fishbane. For those watching on YouTube, uh, youtube.com, you've heard of it, and uh, find the Hogan Johns channel. Please subscribe. Please uh, check the uh, little bell notification thing. You'll find out when we go live, which we have plans to do. Uh, once we get closer to the regular season and um, you can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com just filed a column on believe it or not the quarterbacks shocking I know but Andy Dalton won the day he won the day wait wait is the quarterback meter back no I'm not (laughs) I'm not gonna lie it crossed my mind after how (laughs) to bring it back after how Justin played on Saturday it was in my head, and I'm like, yeah, it's still not really a competition. So if, if you're new to this podcast, especially those on YouTube, Adam Hogue ran this quarterback meter where every day it was updated based on what Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky were doing last year. By the end of the season, Mitch Trubisky had the slight edge, but he will not bring it back because this is not an open competition quite yet, is it? No, never but has I been. Re- I don't think it ever will be in camp. That's where I'm coming. Well, but That's where my I, conclusion is. Okay. Well... Then tell me if you disagree with this, because this was my lead in my story yesterday. It may not be an open competition, and I agree with you that it'll never be called an open competition. But it sure as hell is a competition, don't you think? Yeah. For the sake of competition, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, Justin Fields needs to be outstanding every single day for Matt Nagy to change his mind. E- well, even, and- even just to get more reps with the first team, which was just one with Allen Robinson and Marquise Goodwin today. Like... In order for that to change, he's got to be 
probably better than he was today because, like you said, Andy Dalton won today. I agree. And if he's going to you know, push for more reps with the first team, I don't think today was you know, a great great showing. And I, the funny thing is we thought that one pass he threw to Marquise Goodwin was a good throw. And then you know, sometimes our vantage point isn't the greatest when you're on the other side of the field. And it turns out the guy was like three three yards out of bounds, and it was because of the throw. The throw was out of bounds. It looked like Goodwin was open, and the throw wasn't there, so it really wasn't that good of a throw by Justin Fields, and appreciate the fans in attendance for uh, correcting us, even if it was with some illegal video. Um, so, not I guess we would condone anything like that, but... No, I don't have... It's not my rule, and I don't mind it, when... You got it. No, yeah. If you, and you put in my timeline so I can see a replay of something from practice... I'm not complaining. No. Uh, how about this, though, guys? I, I mean, I, I I was very intrigued this week to see how Dalton responded. He didn't really have a fair shot Saturday. Six plays. Never was going to have the same amount of reps that Justin Fields got, which I believe was 33. And Fields obviously looked great. Regardless, you know, he's on the sideline. The crowd goes wild when Fields comes in the game. It's like an electric preseason moment for as much as you can have an electric preseason moment. And I was just curious to see how Dalton responds. And I thought yesterday was okay. I thought today was much, much better. He did have the interception to Eddie Jackson. But in terms of how the two quarterbacks look today, it was obvious that Andy was the better quarterback. Matt Nagy, I think in response to your question... Um, did you want to play the soundbite first before I comment on it? Or sure, we yeah we have this ready for you. Um, it, I asked Matt today. I basically what we're talking about. How how has Andy been the last couple days since what happened on Saturday? You know, this is such a a, a unique situation. Um, and for a guy like Andy, where I feel really comfortable is knowing that he's comfortable his own skin and he believes in himself and he knows that we believe in him. And that's not easy being on that sideline for that game and hearing, you know, when Justin runs out and all the cheers. I mean, let's just face it. If that was any of us, it, that's hard. That's not it's not easy. But at the same point in time, it's it's a part of the business and he understands the excitement. He's not saying, why is everyone cheering for Justin? He gets it. He understands it. You know, he's he's helping Justin get to this point. That's what I lo- love about Andy. And I think that um, our teammates see that and they feel that. They know um, not only of everyone talks about he's a great person, but he's coming out here and he's making a lot of plays in practice. And the players are seeing that. And and so um, he handles it great. Uh, he's a true pro. He's out. He's doing everything we're asking him to do. And I think that's the only thing that we can really worry about right now is just, again, just come out here and practice hard, man. Just do everything you can. We know it's not easy. But if you just worry about being the best Bears quarterback you can be, help everybody else out, you'll help us out. And in the end, it's a win for everybody. And I think that's where sometimes in these situations, it, it can, whether it's the outside nature that tries to get two quarterbacks to go against each other, um, and again, I'll, I'll bring up Alex. We had a good conversation with Alex. And these two guys, it's, you know, Alex went through this. You can't do this right here, right, with those two. Th- those two guys now, they got to be going this way. One might be here and one might be there, but they're never doing this. And I think that's, if you just keep it super simple, that's where we're at in our room right now. That's where we're at with our team. And when you have that, it's positive. You know, it's healthy. And guys grow. Andy becomes better. Justin becomes better. Nick becomes better. We become better. Because they're doing it this way together. They're not going against each other. 
I think if you keep it that real, then then good things happen. What I was thinking there when Matt Nagy was saying that, not not so much about the the cheering that Justin Fields got. Like that was expected. Like fans were going to be excited to see him. That's why they came to that first preseason game. Everybody wanted to see Justin Fields. But if you're Dalton, you're not wondering about that. It's that, hey, later in the game, Nick Foles got booed twice. Second time, like, off the field. Now, was that necessary? Probably not, but that could be a reaction you get in the future because, again, everybody is excited about Justin Fields. They will cheer for him, and they will boo you if you happen to stink. I get, let's be honest. It's his reality. Is it not like, forget thinking about the cheering that Justin Fields got. Think about the booing that Nick Foles got in the preseason. Can, can you just imagine, by the way, I just... You, you. I'm just trying to picture these fans that for the last nine months have had this just anger pent up at Nick Foles and just let it unleash on what was arguably the most positive day the franchise has had, like at least in a game setting in years. And it's like, it could not have been going any better. And then it's just Nick Foles has entered the meeting and everybody boos. I mean, I, I get that maybe his press conference, like his last press conference where he talked about slicing and dicing up third teamers may have been a factor, but... At the same time, you know, like everybody just wants to see Justin Fields. I feel people were disappointed that Justin Fields was taken out of the game, as, as he should have been. But that is like Andy Dalton's reality. Not the cheering for Justin Fields. Like that's going to happen. It's it's dealing with the scrutiny of poor performances. He's not going to be perfect. He's just not. And if he happens to struggle in his Bears debut at Soldier Field or he struggles – going into the second quarter against the Bills this weekend. Like, it's – there's going to be some jeering. There is. I feel like Andy Dalton is – like, he, he can handle that. I mean, it's not like – like, the guy had some success in Cincinnati, but, like, I think we – you know, you can get a sense of the way Bengals fans felt about Andy Dalton, which was like, yeah, he's fine, but then he never took them past the first round of the playoffs. So that's somebody that, you know, he was, you know, sent out of town, was a backup last year, and then had to play – for you know the most popular football team in, in the in the world, uh, and he and he did not play well. So yeah, I mean, like in terms of you know when, when Matt Nagy talks about that in terms of Andy Dalton handling that, I mean, this is I feel like this is nothing for for Andy Dalton. Uh, but it, it's it's just a weird dynamic. It's just it's a it's a strange thing for him to be a part of, and for him to be able to have the cognitive dissonance to just focus on what he has to do and his job, which is he is a starting quarterback to lead this team to as many wins as he can. Um, you know, so far from everything we've seen, he's handled it pretty well. I love this tweet from at Sniper1154. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened, Kevin. That's back to the Ladarius Mack thing. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, to your point. <laughs> that was I, deep. <laughs> I, from everything that they've said about Dalton and the things that he's, he has said, I thought he would handle this okay, but you, I, to me, you still have to show it, right? And you have to bounce back with strong practices. And again, I thought yesterday was just okay. I thought today was um, good, I, not not even great, just good. And but I think that actually the maybe the bigger story was. I mean, would you call today Justin Fields' worst practice of camp? I mean, so it wasn't. First of all, I want to be fair. It wasn't just him. It was that whole second unit. There, there were too many balls on the ground. There were drops. There was a couple uh, botched snaps, if I remember right. There were some penalties. Some false Guy, starts. F- 
false starts. Everything just looked disjointed. And then the one thing, and I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, like the one thing that's been really encouraging to me about Justin Fields is even on the days where he hasn't necessarily had a great day, most of his passes have like been pinpoint accurate. Like the ball is usually coming out with zip and it ends up in the hands of the receiver or at least like within a small catch radius rather than if you think about how many times like Mitch Mitch Trubisky would throw a ball and it's like, man, you got really have to have a large catch radius to get to it because it wasn't just that pinpoint accuracy. And today was not that. Today there were some errant throws. And I don't know. Some of it may have been miscommunication. Guys just not on the same page, but just something looked off to me today. And you're allowed to have that happen, right, every once in a while. And this has not been... This has been the exception, not the rule, especially for Justin Fields, but it just wasn't great today. No, I, I think some of that has to deal with maybe the expect expectations changing a bit because he had that great practice against the Dolphins. It looked darn good against the Dolphins in the preseason game too, so the expectations maybe have changed a bit, and that should apply to everybody who's playing with him now. I think he did end with a decent throw, with a pretty good throw that got everybody going to um, his guy, uh, tight end Jesse James, where yeah, he went up and got a forward. Yeah, I think he had another good throw over the middle to Riley Ridley in the final seven-on-seven seven drill, where he fired it in through some some tight coverage and through some traffic. Great catch by Riley Ridley, but you did see some drops. You don't see a lot of separation from his guys, and I do think like he gave Javon Wims a couple opportunities to go up and get it. Javon Wims did not go up and get it, as you would know, Adam. Yeah. Um, and... I'm surprised Javon Wims still on the roster. That's yeah, I think sometimes um, we could get that in, 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 in a second, but like I, I think the expectations have changed a bit. Where, like, I want to see him more with the starters. I want to see him throwing those contested go up and get a balls to Allen Robinson, not Javon Wims. Like that's where I'm at in my at least in my thought process in watching Justin Fields at practice. Like my expectations have changed. So I don't know if that answers. The, some of the concerns you saw today, but yeah, the there was some sloppiness with the second team def, second team offense that continued from different team drill to different team drill. Situations didn't seem to matter. Yeah, I thought the whole second team offense was just out of sync, um, and it meant Justin Fields wasn't getting any help. Um, you know, he had a throw in seven on seven that DeAndre Houston Carson should have picked off, and it was maybe I thought it might have been Fields' worst throw at camp. I mean, just like it just looked like some kind of, and it might have been a miscommunication or something. It just airmailed a receiver, and, and Carson was Houston. Carson was right there, but I do think it's worth noting that it took until this practice for a throw like that to stand out the way that it did. It's like you just, as Hogue, as you were saying, we just have come to expect this this precise. You know the, the precision in his throws, the way he gets the ball. You know, you know the Jesse James catch, John's that you mentioned. That was a ball that only Jesse James could catch. You know, he high pointed it as a great catch, but nobody else could catch it. The Marquise Goodwin throw that you know might have been out of bounds. You know, the one time he was with the number one receivers, that one snap. The only guy who catch it was Marquise Goodwin. So we see these glimpses. So I, I think it's it's interesting that he had a day like this, and I bet you the coaches are almost. I don't want to say glad. But they're probably looking very eager for tomorrow, right? How does Justin Fields respond from a, 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 you know a not great day? And, and speaking of kind of those those first team reps, you know Matt Nagy he, he said this a couple times that if they had a game tomorrow, Andy Dolan would be just fine. Like he'd be ready to go, he could start, he'd be fine. 
So my follow-up to that might be, well, if he'd be so fine, why doesn't why why can't Justin Fields take some of those first team reps away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like because because part of me sounds like, well, like you got a question for Nagy later this week, my friend. Maybe because like on the one hand you're like, okay, well, you, I understand not wanting to take those reps away from Andy Dalton. If he's your starting quarterback, needs every rep he can get. It's his first time with this team with all these guys. But if you also think he's good to go, then you could afford to give Fields a series with the first team. And I said this to Johns during practice. I really want, as much as I want to see Fields throwing to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, I really want to see him throwing against a Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson and dealing with the pass rush of a Khalil Mack um, and that defensive line. You know, we, we had it a little bit when they did the live drills earlier on in, pra- uh, in, in practice, but the, I, I want to see that. I want to see what he does against that first team defense. Yeah, I, and I think that, that this is why I was going to go next because so. That came up yesterday with Nagy on Monday, and I don't know how you. I heard. I thought what the answer was like. Okay, he's going to get more first team reps. I mean, that's basically what he said. And then we didn't see that in practice yesterday. And I got asked by Danny Parkins yesterday on the radio about that, and I was willing to give a pass for one day because you know we talked to Matt Nagy right before practice starts every morning. So it's like, okay, well, it's possible that that wasn't necessarily the plan for that day. And he got asked about, but it was the plan for maybe later in the week. So he gets asked about, it, he's going to say it's going to happen. And then just because it didn't happen, you know, an hour later doesn't mean that he was lying. Um, and I don't think he was lying now, but we did just see two practices and he got one rep. Now they've, they've worked him in a little bit with the off the first team offensive line, at least what remains of the first team offensive line. Um, there's been more of those, but it was just one rep today with Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin out there in terms of the receivers. Um, and it was against the first team defense, right? Well, I'm not or sure not. about that, actually. No, no the defense not. switched. No, no. Yeah, they switched. And there's a lot of guys coming, even, even when, like, when the first team like outside linebackers are in. That doesn't mean Jalen Johnson is in a cornerback. There's a lot of rotations going in. Yeah. Like you'll have your starting defensive line, but your state your safeties will be different. So they're trying to get a lot of snaps, a lot of different evaluations in. And well, the most important one is still your quarterback. Um, I think we're all in, a, in agreement, though. Like it's, I don't know if it's problematic quite yet because we know Matt Nagy was going to be very patient with this, very methodical with this, but. At this point, after two practices, after Matt Nagy saying this, I expected to see more than one snap with Allen Robinson. Yeah, I did too. More than one, maybe two. I would t- I would accept two. It, so far, I'm just will- one. And and I'm also willing to say, hey, look, if you're wondering why Andy Dalton still needs these first team reps, it's be- we learned this last year. I think the Bears learned this last year. All that talk about how Nick Foles knew the offense and was going to be comfortable, and it didn't play out that way. No. And then it quickly became, oh, he didn't have an offseason here. Now, Andy Dalton has had that offseason. Andy Dalton has been able to put all that equity in, and it's a much longer training camp, and he's going to get more of these preseason reps here. But, you know, I, I do think there's – there he still needs reps. I also think it's possible to give Justin Fields more than he's received. And I do think that there's a lot of value in doing so. And I think that coming off that game would have been a great, because a part of this too, that I think needs to always be balanced is the, the one thing I've learned over the years in the NFL, these players are paying attention to this just as closely as we are. 
maybe not just as closely, but pretty closely. Okay, everybody knows, and you even heard Tashawn Gibson talk about it today. Uh, safety. He made that comment about like how he hasn't been around many good quarterbacks in his career, and how great it is to have a quarterback room like this with having both Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Remember, Tashawn Gibson played, I think, three years in Cleveland, four years in Jacksonville. And then he had the one year in Houston with Deshaun Watson. So he had one good he, one year where he had Deshaun Watson on his team. And then he's in Chicago with what the Bears had last year at quarterback. So they they're paying attention to this. And I think there's both an excitement about Justin Fields and what he could do in terms of winning games and moving the football. But there's also, I think, a respect factor to Andy Dalton. So there is a delicate balance to how you start making the shift if you are going to make a shift towards Justin Fields, even just with reps. And I think that like coming off that game Saturday would have been a perfect opportunity with how well Justin played to say, hey, look, it's not going to be a ton, but we're going to move a little bit more reps towards Justin Fields. Now with the way he struggled today, it's not like you can come back tomorrow and do it. Why not? Well, you can. I'm just saying, like in terms yeah. of, in terms of, if you're going to do it based off of what a guy deserves based on his play, well, I, th- I still think he deserves it for the way he played against the Dolphins in the preseason yeah. in the last week. I, we've had this conversation. If if that continues in the preseason game against the Dolphins, let's test a little bit more. Uh, obviously, this is it's a very nuanced plan that they have for Fields, and I, I don't know if they think he's ahead of schedule or he's right on schedule or they, there were concepts thrown at him today that he needs to work on, and maybe that's why things were out of whack a bit for the second-team offense, um, just just in general. Maybe they're challenging everybody a bit more. But we'll see. I mean, well, how does this play out on, on, on Saturday? I mean, Dalton gets maybe 20 snaps, 20, I'd 25 see, I, snaps. I'm a little confused by that because based on the answer Nagy gave yesterday, it, Kevin, I don't know how, how you thought, but it, it, it sounded like – He's still committed to giving feels uh, as many as possible. Feels a lot. And and he answered a question today, and it does not sound like next week's going to be a starters don't play game. No, they're it playing. So- sounds like they are going to play. So is maybe that going to be the game where they move way more reps towards Dalton? I don't know. Well, maybe... Maybe Foles is the one that gets the short end of the stick here because <laughs> well, you know, he has see, been in practice, <laughs> right? Like you could see a situation in the preseason where Dalton gets the first quarter and Fields gets second, third, and fourth. You know, or Foles gets the the last. But either way, actually, I don't know, Hogue. Did you have this in the show rundown? I, I had a mini rant. Yes, I do. I was about to get to that next. You are uh, you are angry about something. Well, because this could be a nice segue, because what's going to happen is, whose field's going to be playing against on Saturday? Like, he's going to play against twos and threes again, right? Most likely. Most likely. Most likely. Unless the Bills are oddly playing their defense longer, I don't know. And that's probably defenses that doesn't necessarily need a ton of work, Yeah, you would think. So, I, I had this, you know, I understand that fans in this town have some real like we've seen some things energy right like we, we i get Which, by the way is fair yeah totally fair johns and i and our colleagues at the athletics we did a whole quarterback series 
last winter that just outlined why it's fair for people not to to, to be very cautious and not want to get overly excited. No, but don't can, care. Can we please stop with the, we did it against twos and threes. He did it against backups. I don't want to hear it. Every single one of those people watched Justin Fields play. Don't tell me you weren't excited when he scored a touchdown. Don't tell me you weren't excited when he had a 21-yard scramble. I do not care that he was doing that against backups. So, like, it's okay for fans in this town to appreciate that he did stuff on the field that no quarterback in a Bears uniform has ever done already. Like, he's doing things. He has a skill set that we just haven't seen here. And it's okay to just sit back and say, hey, you know what? I know it's the preseason. I know he's playing against backups, but that was pretty cool. And that gets me looking forward to seeing what he can do next. It doesn't mean he's going to Canton, and it also doesn't mean he's going to be a bust. You can just look at it in the moment and just appreciate that he did some good things. He passed the test. That it was the guy's NFL debut. It was his first ever snaps in the NFL, and he scored two touchdowns. It's okay to say, hey, that was pretty cool what he did out there. Instead of like, oh, no, like let's let's pump the brakes here. And also, like we, every single person who watched that game knows who he played against. You know, I don't need to be inundated with reminders. Now, some of those reminders are coming, I think, from some very jealous fan bases. Got a lot of people with yeah. like Dolphins logos in their Twitters and <laughs> Dead Jets, Vikings Broncos. logos. Oh, yeah. Like now, again, part of this is my own fault for even bothering to look at my mentions during a football game. Uh, but it was the comments section too. Like, just like it is okay to just be happy about the fact that in his first game, he scored two touchdowns. And just leave it at that. It doesn't mean anything for the season. doesn't mean anything for his career. Just in the moment, he did a couple nice things. That's my rant. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Go, oh, you got a rant too? Rant number I two. I don't have a rant. I, I have something that I'll, I'll probably be accused of going overboard for. Okay. Do you know who he reminds me of? Like, 
I'm let me rephrase this. Do you know what? I'm getting early vibes from him that remind me of a different Chicago athlete when he was a rookie. Which sport? Well, if I say the sport, it's going to give it away. But Derek Rose? It's Derek Rose. Yeah. It's Derek Rose. And part of it is because, just like Justin Fields, Derek Rose was a highly publicized high school athlete, right? Now, he didn't get as much time in college as Justin Fields did just because of the rules. Um, But, you know, I saw Derek Rose play in high school. Never saw Justin Fields play in person in high school. But, like, he was the type of guy that dealt with that scrutiny, that attention, right? And did very, very special things at the even at the high school level where you're like, whoa. Like, that translates already to a very high level of play. And if you ever got a chance to see Derrick Rose play in high school, man, it was so special. It was Electric. Just, he, did, he just did not belong on the court with everybody else. And um, he could jump out of the gym. And then he goes, he goes to Memphis. Uh basically goes as far as Justin Fields did, right? National championship game loses, so just short of a title. And then they, you know, he gets drafted. Now he goes number one overall to Chicago, but he gets to the Bulls, and it did not take long to realize that all those things that you had already seen in high school and college, like there was just that it factor, that the stuff was special, that it just translated. And I, and I say that off the heels of what you just said, Kevin, because there's just a certain point where I don't care if it's summer league. I don't care if it's preseason basketball games. Like, the dude just is good. He just is good. And I understand that Justin Fields still has a lot to prove. And he, yes, he needs to, heck, he needs to prove it against the Bears' first team defense, right, if he ever gets that opportunity. Um, it, and then he's got to do it in the games. And there's going to be struggles, and there's, Probably be even more struggles than Derrick Rose faced. But Derrick took some time even in a rookie year. Like it wasn't until, was it year two when he won the MVP? It didn't take long though, right? So he went through a little bit of growing pains, but you just knew even while those growing pains were happening that what he had, what he possessed was different and it translated. And I just, the only thing we kind of have to, to compare this to is Mitch Trubisky as a rookie and it's just different. It was like, even then it was just, here's tools, He's got to get a lot of coaching. He's got to get a lot of time. This is different. I, I I don't know what you guys think about that, but I I I'm getting Derrick Rose vibes, and I don't know if that's too high of a bar to set, but that's just how I feel about it. Watching him, it reminds me of a different number one for a different team about a decade ago. Well, to go back to that Trubisky comparison, that that showed up in the mentions as well. Like, what did Mitch Trubisky do in his debut? You know, yeah. of, of course we, we we covered that game. We get it. He did very well. In his Bears preseason debut as well. Um, to me, it's what we're seeing in practice. Throws that Trubisky just just, just can't make. Never was, was able to make in, in all the practices that we covered, the ca- training camps, the games we covered, preseason or not. Justin Fields is doing different things with his arm than Mitch Trubisky. Just is. He's hitting different types of passes. The velocity is different. The spin of the football looks different. The release is different. Everything looks different than Mitch Trubisky. That's just, it's it's so evident to me, just you know, when people bring him up. It just looks, everything about it looks different in terms of him being a quarterback, what Justin Fields no, is doing. No, don't care. And guess Sorry, what? 
it was <laughs> it was okay four years ago that we lauded the way Mitch Trubisky performed in his preseason opener. Like he played well that night against Denver. He completed his ten first passes. I don't think anybody was saying this is it. He's arrived. The Bears made the right move. Nobody was saying that. They just said like in this moment, in this game, in this test, he did a nice job, and that's what Fields did. But I think the other thing too, oh, to both your guys' points, is Fields just has this pedigree, right? And again, like I, I hate the, I, I like I always want to not compare Trubisky, but it's just how can you not? Fields was just he was a top rated recruit. He was at Georgia. He was at Ohio State. He played at the highest level. We all saw what he did to Clemson on national television and the college football playoff on the biggest stage, right? Like we like he has all those these things he's accomplished already. So like you know, Mitch Trubisky lost the Sun Bowl. Okay, like that they were just they just came here with different resumes. Uh, so like, you know, you can, there, there's a little more gravitas behind the things that we're seeing from Justin Fields. Yeah. And I think there's a different level of pressure and scrutiny that he's already been through just like Derek had been through it. Um, so yeah, it's, um, we'll see where it goes, but I, I, I think it's, it's exciting to watch. And now I I think in in the short term, you just, uh, every time Justin has had a, I, I think this was his worst practice today, but he's had some other ones that have been just not great days. He usually bounces back the next day with a really, really strong practice. So let's see what it looks like tomorrow. Let's see what it looks like Thursday and then the game uh, on Saturday against Mitch Trubisky, who I think will play a lot. Like, why are you going to play Josh Allen a lot? You just gave him all that money, right? Probably going to see a lot of Mitch, and he'll certainly get booed, right? Someone asked me that today. Will Mitch get booed? Yes, Mitch is going to get booed. If they booed Nick Foles, they're going to boo Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was a lot better than Nick Foles last year. But yeah, I agree. He's, he's probably going to get booed, which is unfortunate. Like, yeah, I want to make that clear. I don't. I don't condone that's, that's booing Mitch silly. Trubisky. But I'm just. If you're asking me if it's going to happen, yes. If they booed Nick Foles, they're going to boo Mitch Trubisky. By the way, I just realized because the listeners of the show obviously have a very good sense of humor, as I've seen with this Ladarius Mack. Bit and, and like the other bits that you guys have on the show, I know the second Justin Fields has a touchdown on Saturday, I'm going to get the smart ones who listen to the show ironically tweeting at me. Well, those were against the two, so careful. And I'm going <laughs> to yeah. and, and I'm going to appreciate those. I will, but it's going to be hard because I'm not going to know if someone's doing you know in with the bit or is like legitimately trying to you know throw water on the something that th- this guy did in the game. Yeah, because people get legitimately angry. I've heard the sports radio calls the last couple days. Speaking of bits, that reminds me very briefly. When I tweeted about Mitch Trubisky and Laurie Markin in 2017, that was a bit. <laughs> that was a bit. I, was I, being love, very I hope starky. that comes back out again on Saturday. And that <laughs> seems like perfect for another Every year that come tweet Saturday. comes yeah. back. And I just get like, I, it ended up, I guess it ended up on Reddit last week. I had like cousins oh. texting me. <laughs> like, what Even is this? Though, even the old takes exposed Twitter account knows it, it was a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. even they've had it retweeted at them so many times, they know it's not real. Yeah. Folks, in June 2017, people did not think Mitch Trubisky was a good pick, and people did not think Laurie Marketing was a good pick. Okay. So, like, when I tweeted that out, like, yeah, now I will say, if the two of them actually turned out to be great players who did run this town, I would take full credit <laughs> for that tweet, yeah. and I yep. would tell everybody that I called it. Yes. You called it. I, I, I know it's just a bit. Yeah. 
I have to confess, I did actually like the Laurie Markkinen pick. Yeah, I, I didn't hate that as much. But I remember, I'm, it, oh, am I, I didn't wrong? Like did it, at all. No, did it get a like lot of criticism? No. Like, I feel like it got a lot of flack that pick, or I don't know. What are you talking about, Johns? You heard a Laurie Markkinen literally ninety seconds ago. No, it was the first time you'd <laughs> nice, ever heard. Nice of try, him. nice try. We all saw him <laughs> play in college. Where'd he play? Arizona, right? Okay, I just wanted to check. Oh, I liked him in Arizona. I did. He's part of a good team. Didn't they make a run that year? Sweet 16? Johns, have you started doing your research for week one college football picks? No, no. You have with that Northwestern golf polo. Big Northwestern news today. In yeah, the middle cr- of um, Deshaun Gibson's press conference? Yeah, I don't know. I All due respect to Deshaun Gibson, I have no idea what he said. <laughs> From 11.59 a.m. to 12.04 p.m. today. Whatever he said in those five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, I mean, just shout out to PK and that staff over there. Uh, they 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 dropped the awful news that Cam Porter out for the year. Um, who's a for those that don't know, rising running back uh, already on the Doak Walker Award list had a great freshman year last year, uh, and that's a, a honestly that's a big blow to Northwestern. So that gets dropped, and then. What three minutes go by after that? They tweet out their uh, they're like, all right, let's just drop the drop the quarterback news right now. Um, and it's Hunter Johnson. That surprised me. You get your fifteen seconds on Hunter Johnson starting now. I think it could be a great story. If it could be a great comeback story, if this guy turns out to be a productive starter, I think the fact that he won the job this early tells me that he went out in camp and won it as opposed to Ryan Helensky losing it. So I'm going to try to be hopeful. Uh, it would be, it, as I said, it would be a great story if this guy could go from really bad in 2019, relegated to like third string last year to winning a starting job and, and leading this team to a bunch of wins. So I'm, 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 I'm hopeful for him. Go Cats. Yeah, I was surprised the move was announced this soon. Because you know Fitz loved a couple of years ago, taking the quarterback decision all the way up to like the seconds before kickoff. Like he just, yeah. I, I feel like he just gets giddy over <laughs> screwing with, with the, the opposing team and the media about that. So I, I was a little surprised that he just, he just lost, you know, two and a half weeks of that playing yeah. games. He did. A Fitz had a great tweet yesterday, by the way, um, about them not being ranked through, you know, he did a little, he, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he said, um, yeah, we weren't ranked last year either, and then we ended up with more hardware than uh, most of the teams that were ranked ahead of us. And then he had the uh, the old Will Ferrell gif from that uh, that old funnier die video with the little girl and the beers. Do you know what I'm talking oh, and about? Is he like the landlord? That, yeah, yeah. That, that video. Yeah, yeah. Or no, she's the landlord. She's right? the landlord. She, yeah. She comes and demands things, and she wants beers, and he, he just he's yelling at her. You need to relax. It's a good gift. It's a f- hilarious video. If you have not seen that video, you got to find it. It's awesome. Um, all right. Well, also awesome. Usually our voicemail line. Have not heard these, uh, but we did open the voicemail line. It, it kind of a spontaneous decision on Saturday during the Justin Fields debut. Said, hey, why not? I've had so many weeks of voicemails right in the past with terrible quarterback play. Uh, here's a great moment. Let's see how the fans are doing. And so we opened up the voicemail line. Our awesome producer, Kent Garrison, put these together. Here they are, your voicemails from Justin Fields' Bears debut. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? 
else better call somebody. The Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Justin Fields needs to start week one. I've seen the top of the mountain. I can't go back down to the bottom. We can't go back. We've seen heaven. We can't go to hell. Justin Fields, he needs to start. This was the funnest time I've had as a Bears fan in the last three or four years. Justin Fields is the real deal. Outside the glory that was Justin Fields, and we should all just be so happy. How good does our defense look? Robert Quinn was getting in the backfield. Our second and third string D-line was just demolishing it. I mean, it is going to be a good season with a competent quarterback as long as Matt Nagy puts Fields in. I mean, they're down. Hello, it is Igor Tcharkovsky. I am calling in after a long absence in 2020 season, and I must say I am a little bit confusion. For you see, I was always told Chicago Bear great defense, no quarterback. Oh, if only they find quarterback. But somehow we have stunning muscular terminator starting at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. This is something I have never experienced before in my life, but I must say, I am quite enjoying it. Oh boy, they had us in the first half, coming into the third quarter, it was Justin Fields time, baby! Go Bears! Hogan Johns, did we just see the new becoming of the greatest Bears quarterback of all time? I think we did. I mean, Hogan Johns, come on, you guys see it, we all see it. This guy's out there moving without any effort. He's like dicing up the defense. I don't even care if it's a second string. He looks smooth. Come on. You're telling me you're going to play Andy Dolan over this guy? I don't even care about the line. It's about getting this guy experience. Put him out there week one. Let's go. Come on. He is so good. I've seen enough. Give him a gold jacket already. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Justin Fields is it. Hey, guys. This is Alex from Rockford. I have one word for Justin's debut today. Poise. Now let's get him practicing with the first teamers next week. Bear down. Poise. That's it. That's the voicemail. Nothing rattles this guy. He just gets it. It's great to have a franchise quarterback in Chicago. Woo! And that boy Justin Fields looked good. But as we saw, got off to a rocky start. But patience is a virtue. We gotta um we gotta let him learn and develop. But boy, were we excited to see him. Love to see our new quarterback, Justin Fields, aka the third savior of the world. Go Bears. I I just ah uh, I'm just so happy. He's just so good. I'm just so happy. All right, always love the voicemails. Good job, as always, from our listeners. Good to have those back in our lives once again. Uh, I forget, did we open those up at the draft, too? I think so. I think we did. That's probably the last time. We, we got to do it again on Saturday as well, right? Trubisky versus Fields. I was going to say, will you guys wait till Mitch's second or third touchdown before you open it up on Saturday? <laughs> uh, I put this in second my story. Second incomplete pass? 
I put this in my story today. It's like a, a very odd, weird Christmas Carol dynamic where you have the ghosts of Bears quarterbacks, past, present, and future, all on the field on Saturday. <laughs> That's pretty good. With with obviously Dalton representing the present, Justin Fields the future, Nick Foles still around. Yeah, where, where does he fit in? Is he like I don't the, know. Uh, he's part of the past too, even though he's also part of the present. He's like one of the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. He's. He's, Scrooge, uh, he's Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, he, he's Scrooge standing there with the arm folded, getting two reps of practice. Like, come on, can I just get like one rep with a decent player? How's everyone doing? This is Nick Foles. Just entered the meeting. Like, I don't, again, I don't want to make this sound like we're making fun of the guy, but who mentioned that in practice? Like, hey, look at Nick Foles. Like, at, at one point, there was, it was just all ones and twos getting reps in practice, and Nick Foles is just standing there. Yeah. Arms crossed, staring at things. Um, was it you? Someone make note of that while we were watching practice towards the end of things. I think it was. I th- I think it was uh, Pat Finley who, who was like, "You think Nick Foles is just like? Can I get one rep?" <laughs> I think I think Grody noticed it, but then I poured water on him, so he didn't. Yeah, he didn't he say did anything. Oh, uh, where where's our friend Patrick Finley? I, I do think that uh, John John. One of you guys said this to me the yesterday. That Foles just like lets it rip whenever he's in there. I mean, he's throwing he more deep. He's throwing more deep balls in training camp with his limited reps. I think the Dalton and Fields combined. Like there's make- so there's so many effort throws. He just comes <laughs> in and chucks it. It's great, and he's completed a lot of them. So good yeah, for him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like we make fun of his slicing and dicing comment, but there are some absolute lasers thrown into tight coverage where he's actually demanding these guys catch the ball, and he's upset with them if they don't. I've seen that a, a few times in practice, and and sometimes they are completed. You have to give him that. He said he was going to slice and dice. Let's see if he could do it in the game against the Bills. This is—I just love this preseason game. If we, had, yeah, come on, you could not have for us to have to sit through a preseason. This is a pretty awesome preseason. First of all, they chopped off one of the games, which is great. Okay, then you get Justin Fields is out there playing a lot, so that's great. The second game, you have Trubisky coming back to Chicago, which is awesome. Uh, and then the third game, I don't know what's going to happen. It could suck, but at least it's in Nashville. Okay, there's worse places to go. Maybe I don't know. Right now, with the whole pandemic, it's not a great place to go, but I can live with Nashville. Absolutely, we'll get a little barbecue in oh, outside. Yeah. Got to, got to. Um, all right. Uh, we got to call. We I got to bring up one more thing though, uh, because we speaking of our awesome listeners that are always in on these bits. Um, you need to know, Johns, that when you leave, <laughs> y- you have fans that come by and heckle you for not watching special teams at the end of practice. Because I now I am yeah I, I very much leave like right when that final team period is over. Like I am gone. Like actually, I leave before this is even over. Nick Foles takes the field for that one snap. I am gone. Long gone. <laughs> Not even respect for the Nick Foles effort throws either. My sandwich out. is calling me in the media room. <laughs> See, it's just not it's not a definition of a grinder. Uh, now, in your defense, in your defense, I I think at this point people must be judging me more than any because because nobody else was there. The whole media grandstand, it is just me, and I am not bragging about that. I'm saying it's actually, I think, uh, an indictment on me that I'm the only one left out there, you know, trying to pick up whatever I can possibly pick up from Chris Tabor and, uh, you know, some kind of special teams drill, something like that, because I'm so desperate. Um, but yes, you did have a, a fan came by and asked where you were and said, uh, you know, he doesn't watch special teams. Well, next time, come say hi earlier. I've seen some special teams. 
<laughs> I think he actually might have said, "Did uh, Adam Johnson doesn't come out to practice?" And I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, he was here. He just has no respect for special teams whatsoever." Yeah, there, there's no. got to be a listener that will go to Carmel games this year mm-hmm. and give us like full pro football focus style breakdowns. Except I don't like the idea of doing that with high school students so let's bring that back i just want a full hey wait a minute, grade. Wait a minute. i will take them i mean if, <laughs> if pff wants to come out and help grade the games i will I, I will greatly take that well, information well, let's not make the grades public then but well, somebody's got a grade hogue like just watch them all game long every decision he makes you know i i want the mannerisms i want that like well, even if I you're a fan of the opposing team to carmel yeah if you're just gonna be there. Hashtag Hulk special teams. Let us know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How about why don't you guys come out? I go and watch my own team. Oh yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. No Jeremy comment. Green and the white. Well, Kevin, you're welcome. Northwestern's got think... a Northwestern's got a Friday night game, so I'm booked. Yeah, they do. A mm. Friday night game. A Friday night. So you're booked for all Fridays because they have one game on Friday. I will say I've been to one high school football game in maybe the last 10 years, and it was a Carmel game. So, Oh, who are they playing? Uh, great question. It was when I wrote an article about oh, yeah. Carmel. This was three years ago. Um, about all Why don't you do it again? Players. There are new Bears players on the staff. Yes. Well, you yeah. wrote it when Blake Annan was the head coach. Yep. Blake Annan oh. was head coach, and assistants were Nathan Vasher and Johnny Knox. Okay. Now the head coach is Jason McKee. Yep. And the assistants are Rasheed Davis and a lot of other awesome coaches, too. Um, and then there's also me, but that comes after. Um, and I just desperately He's stand. so humble. <laughs> desperately stand in the stands trying to watch spare special teams drills. So, all right. But at least I'm out there. Adam Johns is not. Technically, Kevin was not either, but they're not heckling you. They just heckle you about number 53. I'm still waiting for the official NFL release to come out to confirm waived injured because to me, that means it was an injury (laughs) that cost Ladarius Mack his job as opposed to a skill set, you know, opposed to anything about his talent, his abilities, what he's shown in camp. And they will just revert back to injured reserve, continue to learn under Bill Shuey and Sean Desai and, of course, his brother, Kula Mack, and be ready to go next training camp. Okay. And that's the facts. That's that's 100% truth. All right. Also Kevin's guy, Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel, we'll see him in a couple weeks. L.A. In Los, Los Angeles. Does You're he play see the play? Chargers? Oh, did he go? Did he go? Did he go to the Chargers? I thought he went he to the Rams. He is in the Chargers. Yes, I know yes. their uniforms are very, were very. It's similar so confusing. Last week. Yeah, yeah. I okay. See, I I uh oh yeah, it was because yeah, stay, the Staley thing, and I was actually thinking he he I had also because Matthew Stafford went to the Rams and he backed up Matthew Stafford last year. That's where my head. Who's who's Stafford's backup? We got a couple weeks to figure it out. Okay. We are not onto the Rams quite yet, obviously. <laughs> we will get there. It is still early. And um, maybe it'll be Nick Foles by when it's all said and done. It wasn't it that guy who got the Bears into the playoffs? Who's that who's that quarterback who was like 
played for the Rams who beat the Car- remember they beat the Cardinals with that backup. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah. Um is it John w- Wofford? Wa- yes, yes. Yes, that is him. Yeah. Yeah. Wofford Terriers, go. but different Wofford. Wofford Terriers. Yeah, that's right. All right, follow us on Twitter, more shenanigans there. They're killing you, Kevin. At Adam Hoag. I think they should be nice. I think they should be sending you condolences. You know what? I appreciate that they're getting the bit. Yeah. Yeah. They're buying into it. And 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 turning to tur- creating a Darius Mac fan club, you get him on the pod. That's one step closer to getting Khalil on the pod. Suddenly it's the Hogue, Johns, and Khalil show featuring Ladarius Mack. And yeah, it, 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 I'm just, this is all the beginning. But then we wouldn't have you. I could still not, pop in here. Yeah, though. I was going to say, we don't think it's not, Ladarius isn't going to replace <laughs> Kevin. That'd be a plot twist. All this hype he's given him, he just comes and takes a uh, spot. Yeah, it could be a real Wally Pip situation. <laughs> I've taken this like fan fiction thing and really, really stretched it's it out. Fun. It's yep. fun. All right. At Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, at K Fishbane. Read those guys on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Read me at NBC Sports Chicago.com. YouTube channel, uh, Hogan Johns. Find it there. Subscribe. Get the notifications and the t shirts. The Walking Bear shirts are hot. Uh, come get. Oh, I need to call Bears. I got, wait a minute. All this talk about our listeners, I got to call them out. Okay. We were, we were going to give away 10 shirts to you guys at the game. And we did not get 10 people. Are you kidding me? We, I'm telling you, we did not get 10 people to do this on Saturday. I thought this was like a shoe in. Am I crazy? You're telling me 10 people didn't show up to the game with Hogan John shirts to get another free shirt? I'm not, I'm not even afraid to admit that here on this podcast because I'm now challenging you because I, I was floored by that. And a lot of fans said hi. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know you still want to wear your jersey and everything. I'm all good with that. But, you know, you got to wear a shirt under your Do people wear jerseys without an undershirt? It's I don't know. If they do, don't. I can't, can't, can't say the last time I put a jersey on. Me neither. I, I can't either, to be honest. Um, Kevin, though, was wearing his Ladarius Mack jersey to practice today, which I thought was kind of weird. 53. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be back Saturday, post-game. Another post-game episode. See what it's like. Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm sorry. I'm excited. Get your butt out there with the Hogan John shirts. It's not that hard. You get another shirt. Talk to you Saturday. See ya.